it is a group meditation. We are going into the age of Aquarius. The new energies can only work most effectively through groups. And that is a foretaste of this episode of the Planetary Makeover Show. In response to the heartfelt voices of an awakening humanity, we have evidence that divine help is at hand to work with us to create a hopeful future. Welcome everyone to Planetary Makeover. Today, we're talking about transmission meditation. And if you're looking for a way to accelerate your evolution and improve yourself on multiple levels, you've found it. And today, we have a special guest, Cindy Bruder. I'm your usual host, David Minot. And both of us, both Cindy and I, have a long history with transmission meditation. Cindy's more accomplished than I, and together we're going to explore this topic, and I think you'll find it fascinating. Hello, Cindy. Hello. How are you today, David? Good, good. I'm so glad that you could join me to explore this topic and teach the viewers, and probably myself too, more about it. And I'm really excited to be able to share this with everyone, because as you know, personally, this has a <laughs> tremendous effect on our growth. Yes. Yeah, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So uh, bringing us to that, what, what exactly is your take on what transmission meditation is, Cindy? Okay. Uh, transmission meditation is... Uh, form of meditation, a service meditation uh, for the new age. Um, of course, the purpose of all meditation is to develop what's called the antikarana, the bridge of light between our physical brain and our soul. And, you know, as we do our meditation, we come more in alignment with that. Um, transmission meditation kind of accelerates that process, that connection between your your soul and your brain and building the antikarana. It's a slightly newer form of meditation was released uh, by Benjamin Krem in the uh, mid-1970s, I believe. Um, it is a group meditation. We are going into the age of Aquarius. The new energies can only work most effectively through groups. So we get together as a group of three people or more. The energies go through us, they get stepped down, and um, it's a very potent, a very powerful form of meditation um, and a form of spiritual growth as personal growth as well. And Cindy, what type of energies uh, are we talking about here? Um, mostly the, the masters of wisdom are the, the wielders of these energies, and they help us in our transmission meditation during our meditation they are cosmic and planetary energies so they are from um what the avatar of synthesis the uh, um an equilibrium um planetary en energies cosmic energies from multiple sources mm -hmm. and what uh what are these energies doing and would we have access to them if we weren't doing this type of work? Um, 
Yes, but to a much lesser degree. I mean, humanity, we're at a pretty low level in the spiritual hierarchy. um, In terms of our ability to connect with these energies, to process these energies, Um, we get helped out with the transmission meditation. Um, the, the folks that are helping us, the masters of wisdom, the, um, are the custodians of humanity, custodians of the planet. They wield these planetary and cosmic energies, um, put those through the chakras, the energy centers of the folks in the group, use us to step those energies down, make them more absorbable for humanity. Um, most of the energies right now are too high for humanity. They would just bounce off. Um, and we act as a step down transformer for those energies. That sounds wonderful. And since it's a group activity, uh, how many people do we need to do this? Can we, or can, and can we do it on our own? Like we did, would say, uh, transcendental (laughs) meditation. Of course, you can do it on your own. However, um, it doesn't have the potency. It doesn't have the effect. Um, There is this scientific thing called um, triangles of light that get created when a group is three people or more. And so we get together as a group of three people or more. That creates a triangle of light between us. So as your group grows, as your group gets larger, more triangles of light are created as part of that space, part of that meditation. Um, minimum, you want a, a group of three people. Um, yeah, you can meditate on your own. It's just, it's not going to be the same. We are talking specifically about transmission meditation and and how it is a meditation for the new age. Um, it is bringing in the, the cosmic and spiritual energies, anchoring them, you know, in ourselves and on earth uh, for our new, our evolution going forward. And you, you mentioned Cindy, the, the triangles. And um, my understanding is that came from uh, Alice A. Bailey and the Lucis trust. That um, is Alice, that's right. Um, thank you for confirming that. And for our listeners who haven't heard of her, Alice A. Bailey was also a great author who was overshadowed by a master of wisdom, the master D.K. Joel Cole, and wrote several books. And this was before Benjamin Krem, who has written several books, about 16 or so, in the modern era. And this, uh, this concept of triangles and the Trinity appears over and over again in esoteric studies. But here, Cindy, I understand we're applying it to meditation, which I don't know if that's ever been done before with by the general public. And speaking of that, speaking of that, uh, excuse me for a moment, I was just um, wondering, is this sort of the method par excellence we have for actually working with the spiritual hierarchy as ordinary humans? Yes, yes. And um, it has been, the transmission meditation has been given to humanity 
uh, for a number of reasons. One is, you know, for our own growth. Um, another is to anchor the spiritual energies, you know, here. And um, the other is to, you know, help the masters of wisdom help us. Um, they are at such a high level. They're trying to pour energies, you know, into humanity, into the earth. And again, we're, we're kind of a brick in that we don't absorb a lot um, at the level we're at. Um, however, with us working as a group and the energies flowing through us and through our chakras, those energies get stepped down. Um, I like to use the analogy of um, the transformers that you see on the top of telephone poles. If you were to... You know, climb up the telephone pole and, you know, plug your hairdryer or your, your razor in, it would blow up because the energy is too strong. However, by the time the energy gets stepped down to the plug in your bathroom, you know, you're fine. The energies are usable by your hairdryer, your razor, etc. Uh, we act similarly. Now, we don't direct the energies while we're um, transmitting, but we act as a conduit. Our job is to sit there, to stay focused, allow the energies to flow through us, allow them to get stepped down. Um, and that's as hard as it gets. Um, well, actually, the hardest part is staying focused, but that's a different issue. Um, this is very powerful. Uh, one year of this type of meditation can be equivalent to 10 to 20 years of meditating on your own that's how powerful it is in terms of building that antikarana that bridge of light between your our physical brain and our soul uh-huh so speaking of ordinary human beings like ourselves who are not masters of wisdom it's my understanding too cindy that transmission meditation as new and radical as it may seem to some actually does not conflict with any of the world's major religions or if people are agnostic or yeah it's non-denominational so it will enhance any of your other uh spiritual practices um if you aren't spiritual that's okay too you can you can still meditate you can still participate in the group meditations um you know, like I said, one year can be equivalent to 20 years of meditating on your own. That's how powerful it is. So if if people from all walks of life can participate, then presumably uh, during the meditation, those who are not aware or not interested in the master's wisdom and the spiritual hierarchy and uh, Maitreya, the world teacher, who is, you know, the focus of the show, then they can still participate if, if simply if they, they want to meditate. That is that is correct. Um, it's uh, like I say, it's a it's a very powerful meditation. We we get together as a group of three people or more. Um, we start the meditation by reciting the great invocation. The great invocation was released by Maitreya, the world teacher, in 1945 through Alice A. Bailey that we had previously mentioned, um, and. It is an invocation. So it's kind of like ringing a doorbell, letting um, the masters of wisdom know that, you know, the group is here, that we're ready to meditate. Um, and they start, 
you know, channeling energies and what have you through the group. They look at every individual. Um, to, to them, we look like points of light of varying intensity, varying colors and, and flavors of, of energy. And the masters of wisdom, they're master scientists as well. They can look at each individual in the group, know exactly how much of what flavors of energies they can put through you and your chakras and, you know, through the combination of people in the group. Um, and uh, so we don't, we don't direct the energies. Mm-hmm. Our job well, is, <laughs> is to sit there and, and stay focused. Well, that's very reassuring then that all we really have to do is focus on the Anjana center. I think that Benjamin Krem, I'd forgotten about this. I think his comment was, um, as irreverent as he can often be, that transmission meditation is world service for lazy people. <laughs> that, that is true. Because it, 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 the hardest part is to show up. Yes. You know, and um, one of the things about transmission meditation that is most helpful to the masters of wisdom is for us as a group to meet regularly Mm -hmm. you know once a week or twice a week uh you know our group is at this location we're going to be meditating for an hour two hours three hours is what most of the groups in the in the u.s and canada tend to do um occasionally we have special situations where you know the group does a longer meditation but we Mm -hmm. our job is to show up on Wednesday morning or Thursday night or whatever day it is, be there, keep focus so that the energies can work. When we are doing the meditation, there's a couple of things. We say the great invocation that indicates that we're as a group ready to meditate. The other thing we do is we focus on, you had mentioned it, the Ajna Center. We focus on the Ajna Center. Um, And where is that? Where is that? Uh, it's, it's the point between the eyebrows. It's not the third eye. The third eye is more inside your head. The Ajna center is between your eyebrows, sort of, you know, in the front of your forehead. Or be, yes, right there. Um, now, to keep that focus, we use OM. We don't meditate on the OM, so we don't go OM, 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 OM but strictly use it as a tool to bring our focus back to the Ajna. Normally our focus is in the solar plexus. Um, That's the seat of the astral. uh, And we want to be working more from the mental level. So when we think OM, that will push our focus up to the Ajna center. That's the seat where the Anakarana kind of meets with the rest of us sort of. And um, when we're focused there, the energies can flow. Mm -hmm. Now you may or may not feel energies. Um, Some people feel energies. Some people see colors. Um, uh, Some people feel nothing at all. And that's okay. That doesn't mean the energies aren't flowing. Um, It just means they could be more subtle. You might not feel them as well. Um, Which also probably means um, if you're not feeling them, this is not an invitation to fall asleep, which I have been guilty sometimes of doing. 
And so I think it's been recommended that we eat probably no more than or no less than say about an hour before Before meditating and not a heavy meal either. And that we're rested. And of course, we know in our everyday lives, all kinds of stresses and strains and situations arise that can interfere. So the best we can do is to stay alert, attentive, Mm -hmm. and poised. And I'm trying to think what else you had said. Oh, when the attention drops, which is a whole nother subject in itself, we talk about how long humanity has been had its main point of uh, consciousness in the on the solar plexus when it drops we need to bring it back up and you said om so we say om inwardly right we don't want to say yes. it openly because if we say it openly it grounds the energy right you know thought is at a higher level i think than um voice yes. but you know we, we like i said we use the om as a tool you know, when you're when your mind goes off to the grocery list or something like that, you know, don't don't beat yourself up, but gently pull yourself back. Think home. Try to stay focused, stay connected. Now, our brains normally chatter away. And, you know, I've heard people say, oh, I'm not very good at meditating. Well, none of us are <laughs> doing it right. You know, um, it just it takes it takes some practice and as as we go along i find i was i've been able to stay more in tune for longer periods but it's all a process and there are days or you know times that i meditate that you know my mind is three states away and that's just not going to change that day you know it just and then there's other days i go you know i'm like wow, I think I did okay with meditation. I'm like, I felt like I was, you know, in tune. I felt like, you know, the energies flowed. And, but so it doesn't matter. Meditation is easy, but it's not. And, you know, your, your mind is busy chattering. That's part of where the OM comes in because that will raise your consciousness, you know, uh, above the, the chatter of your brain a little bit um doesn't shut it off entirely necessarily and but uh it does raise your focus up a little higher so it's kind of a paradox it's easy but it's not easy and i think that bennett said we listened both of us listened to a recording where he had said americans on average meditate about mm, three minutes an hour out of an hour's meditation and that the japanese are the best at I think about somewhere between eight and 12 or 14 minutes an hour. Upwards of 20. Yeah. Yeah. And that Ben had said that part of the problem, and this is something for us Americans to think about is commercial television. Mm -hmm. He said that, you know, you're watching a show that you enjoy for eight, 10 minutes, 12 minutes, maybe. And then all of a sudden it's interrupted by, uh, quickly paced, edited, moving pictures, uh, loud sounds, commercials, in other words, and which shatters the attention. And then when they're done, it goes back to the show. This happens over and over and over again. And this, as I said, shatters the attention and has led to Americans being even worse at it than most of the rest of the world. So 
do you have any suggestions for us to compensate for that? And after that, let's let's break down the imagery for the great invocation. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like anything, it's uh, meditation is sometimes, you know, easier where you don't have distractions, you know, um, make yourself comfortable. Um, you know, uh, this particular meditation, we're best off not having animals in the room, not having children under 12. Um, there's, there's a part where as we grow and develop our chakras come more into existence or whatever. And we didn't really cover this yet, but, uh, with this transmission meditation, it's recommended that it only be um, done by children or by people that are 12 years older or 12 years or older um, because children, their chakras aren't quite developed yet. Uh, It can potentially shorten the life of animals. And so if your animals, you know, you lock your animals out of the room so that they aren't, they're very, now, my experience is my animals are always very interested when I'm meditating and they're very <laughs> attracted to the energy. Um, but it makes extra work for the masters of wisdom because they want to try to shield the animals from that extra energy. Um, right. In terms of our own personal health, um, if you've got, you know, heart conditions or things like that, um, you may not want to meditate for more than an hour if you've got some um mental uh frailty serious. Yep, serious again, mental, you uh, may illness. you may want to avoid the transmission meditation because it can be very energizing and it can potentially over energize or over stimulate somebody in those situations right. but for the rest of us there's absolutely no excuse you know we can Um, once we start meditating, we'll be doing this for the rest of our lifetimes. The mass wisdom have been meditating and, and doing this transmission meditation and the, and the transfer of energies for millennia. Mm -hmm. And, and, and so there's no reason why we can't do it. And maybe perhaps a suggestion for Americans would be to, Watch less commercial television. If you want to watch TV, uh, try to watch more PBS. And then, of course, meditate more often. The mm. more, Like anything else, the more we do it, the better we get at it. Yeah. And I've been doing it about 20 years. I think you've probably been doing it close to 30 years, right? Mm, close to, yeah. I mean, I started out life way back in the 70s with transcendental meditation which was introduced by the Maharishi Mehi Yogi and popular with the Beatles. And, and that was good because that was, um, it introduced a lot of people in the U S to meditation and to personal meditation. Um, This is kind of the next evolution in that we're doing a service. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we get together as our groups, uh, we're doing a service for humanity. As David mentioned, it's um, uh, for lazy people. You know, we've got busy schedules. Um, 
you know, not all of us have the wherewithal or the ability to help out in a soup kitchen, for instance, or, or things like that. But we can, we can meditate, we can get together as a group, meditate, allow the energies to flow. Um, I know I've experienced a little bit of, you know, some personal growth over the course of time. Um, I'm more intuitive. I'm more sensitive to the energies. I can actually, you know, feel energies as they're flowing. Um, not very good necessarily at picking out one energy over the other, although I do feel some difference between them. Um, and and it seems too, Cindy, that it's making you more telepathic, maybe a little more psychic, because I was just thinking about that. In fact, this has happened a couple of times during this conversation. I'll be thinking about something to cover, and then you cover it. Um, you were talking about the effects on both the world and the individual, and some of what you touched upon um, for us individuals can make you more creative, uh, more intelligent, whatever that may mean for each person, more mm-hmm. loving, um, more intuitive. It increases the mental, physical, emotional health, makes us calmer, everything mm-hmm. we could possibly want as a human being to improve ourselves, this can provide. And of course, as you know, we're not asking people to believe, quote unquote, this. We're asking them to try it. And if they do, let them see for themselves. And then you were mentioning the world. I just wanted to reiterate that, that it's helping all the kingdoms, plant, mineral, animal, human. And so in theory, I think Benjamin Kremen mentioned this too. It can even help countries at the negotiating table who might otherwise be at each other's throats mm-hmm. as well as all the kingdoms, which I just mentioned, uh, humanity as a whole. And I think you might've touched upon earlier, but I'm not sure your own home, your own neighborhood, people that come to your house where you meditate or others meditate regularly will comment on the energy. They may not know where it's coming from, but they can feel it. And they've even claimed that, Transmission meditation, and this may be true of other meditations too, done properly over an extended period of time can even help reduce crime in your neighborhood if that's Mm -hmm. an issue. That made me think of another thing in that um, humanity on earth is unique, very unique in that, yes, our body is an animal body. We come from the animal kingdom. However, Unlike the animals, we are a bridge. We bridge the gap between the physical, the animal physical, and the spiritual. We're the only animal on earth that has a spiritual connection that, you know, recognizes the divine, um, recognizes spiritual energies, and so humanity is unique. We are a bridge. So our job as humanity, of course, is to lift the other kingdoms and spiritualize, energize the other kingdoms. So, you know, yes, we help our dogs and cats. They're learning to become more human by hanging with us. <laughs> you know, and, and we help to enlighten their world as well. Um, but we also bring light and energy and love and 
and spiritual energies to the the plant kingdom and the mineral kingdom you know ultimately our job as humanity is unique on earth in that we're here to lift up all the other kingdoms and on that score too i was thinking cindy when people come to this as they've come to say the ages wisdom teaching that we're interested in or the whole concept of the the hierarchy of the master's wisdom of the world teacher maitreya's re-entry into the world people aren't proselytized about this it's not like religion they are coming to it from their own intuition Mm -hmm. and so it's sort of a self-selecting group is what i'm getting at that makes me think of service you know if um as as we develop that anti-corona that bridge of light um our soul prods us prompts us pushes us to do more service to help our fellow humanity and so naturally as you become more in tune with your soul you'll want to serve you'll want to do more in the world you'll want to help your fellow humans and and things like that and and this is an incredible way to do that you know to be of service to the world um so it's sort of gently putting pressure on you oh it speeds us along you know like i said you know one year of this can be equivalent to 10 or 20 years of meditating on your own of course you know our, our job is to connect with our soul so that we can um show more of the divine in our everyday life and recognize the divinity in each other. And which reminds me, um, Cindy, we, we've talked a lot about Benjamin Crumb. Well, there's the book transmission, a meditation for the new age. And this is actually available as a free download. They'll be included in the credits for the show. You'll see that. Uh, but it's, it's instructive. I think to remind people even during the show. And there's also a talk about it that Benjamin Crumb had recorded onto CD. And that's that's also available at, I think it's share-ecart.com. And that also will be mentioned in the credits before the show ends. And I know, Cindy, that Ben had mentioned, Benjamin Krem had mentioned how as the soul gets more powerful or as its presence in the world, in your world, in your life, becomes more potent, think the way he and others had put it, perhaps Alice Bailey too, was that it sort of grips the vehicles, the vehicles being mental, emotional, physical. And as it's doing that, all this energy, like you said, is being downloaded into the physical brain via the antikorana. Yeah. So one of the things with the meditation is that uh, you can experience healings with the meditation. Um with the with the group but it's not required um you know you may or may not uh it's an incredible way to go and it works really well um i know i have i'm more easygoing than i used to be you know stuff rolls off my back easier and things like that um so there's a lot of benefit to the meditation 
it was it was the health issue um, that was intriguing me. You had talked about the the dangers of being overstimulated, um, and but what are more of the um, tell us again about the pluses as far as health goes, mental, emotional, physical from this practice. Well, you you can't be sitting there meditating and having all these incredible planetary and cosmic energies flow through you and your chakras without it speeding up your evolution, without it um, having positive effects, not only your physical body, but your emotional, mental and spiritual bodies as well. Um, You know, some people have experienced healings during the meditation, although it's not the purpose of the meditation. Um, you know, you will not get any words of wisdom. We aren't there to get messages or words of wisdom. Right. That's right. Work, you know, and, and I think of it as a job. My job is to, you know, show up on this day at this time with the group and meditate. So, um, I have nothing else on that, you know, uh, planned at that time um i should probably also mention that um with the new issues that are coming up with covid and being remote and stuff like that one of the um a couple of the groups in the u.s are doing meditations online um i know there's a few available on meetup.com uh if you do a uh search for transmission meditation you should find um one of those there are other groups as well so if you can't get to start a new group with three people or more you can connect in with some of the existing meditation groups um but also realize that everybody else is on the call to meditate so that's not necessarily the best time to get the knowledge base that you need. I would recommend going up to the share-international.org website. There are a number of videos um, by Benjamin Krem on transmission meditation. There's also some uh, lectures. There's as the book that's available for free download. There's a lot of information. There There it is again. So we've, (laughs) We've got a couple of sources for people to connect in with. Um, This is an incredible, incredible um, meditation that's helps the world helps yourself. I can't say enough about it. And, and as you were saying, um, and I think that's an important point that during transmission meditation, we're not getting messages from the masters they're not visiting us and we're not gaining those type of insights during the transmission. We're simply transmitting. And as Benjamin Kremer put it once, if someone says, well, you know, we had a wonderful meditation session last night, all the masters were there and, and they taught us all these wonderful new concepts and say, I don't know what those people are doing, but it's, it's not transmission meditation. No. But when it is done properly, and I don't think I can emphasize this enough during our brief talk here, is that it's improving you mentally, emotionally, physically, energetically. So what does that even mean? I could be better at my job. I could be a better mate 
or husband or spouse. I could be a better friend. What else am I doing? I, I could be a better artist or a better musician. I could be, I could be better in traffic. I'll be less likely to cut people off and less like, likely to get angry when someone crosses me. I can be a source of peace in the world. But even if you're not into that, all that stuff, you know, you're helping the world. And um, like I said, not of all of us have the time or the wherewithal to, you know, be helping in soup kitchens or with different things like that. However, um, you know, meditation is easy. You sit there quietly and think home. Um, some of the some of the groups do longer meditations, do two or three hours. Um, even an hour is a long time at first when you're when you're starting to meditate. And that's OK. You know, if you are with a group, um, do what you can be present, think home. Um, but if, um, you know, it's time for you to go, then that's fine. Just get up quietly, exit the room, you know, and leave everybody else meditating. That's OK. Uh, so everybody can do it at their own tolerance, at their own level. And you're bringing up a good point, Cindy, because I don't know about other viewers or yourself, but I've always been rather nervous and high strung and, you know, the restless leg syndrome and all that. So if I can sit down and tr do transmission med meditation, trust me, anyone can. <laughs> and I did find that sometimes I struggle with that. So I would recommend for people who are like myself, before you do the meditation, probably don't watch much television, commercial or otherwise, because it tends to uh, stimulate the nervous system. So we want the nervous system to calm down before we do the meditation, because then it's less work to mm -hmm. keep your focus on the Anjana Center, because the monkey mind, as they call it, uh, which I'm sure we, we've all heard of, uh, isn't overactivated because after all, that's the mind's job to do that kind of work. And we need it to be quiet while we're doing this. Exactly. Even as Christian Murdy said, I remember saying at the end of his, one of his talks and uh, is a very highly advanced individual. So a lot of it he was saying was just going right over our heads. He said at the end, looking at the crowd, uh, would you like to ask some questions or or would you rather just sit silently and observe all this? That's what we're doing, sitting silently and observing all this. And I know what I wanted to ask. Um, you said so many fascinating things, Cindy, that I forgot uh, to go back to the great invocation itself. Could you ah. break down the imagery in the invocation for us? Yes. Um, I guess we're going to throw a uh a copy of the great invocation up there are several stanzas um the first one from the point of light within the mind of god let light stream forth into the minds of men let light descend on earth for that stanza we visualize the buddha with um uh, a hand and a saffron robe and a Gold, golden white light emanating from the hand. I think it's the hand, the heart, and the head. Yes, I think um, you're correct. Uh, and that light, similar to the you know the light of the sun, 
coming down and, and going into all of humanity's brains and, and, you know, being stimulated. Mm -hmm. Second stanza from the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. In that one, that stanza, we want to visualize the Christ as you think he is uh, standing at a, an inverted Y-shaped table with his two hands upraised and gold rose colored light, white rose, white light emanating from his heart and his hands to oh. humanity. Um, some people get hung up on the word Christ in the second stanza. Um, I did it first because uh, that wasn't my background. Um, but what it means is Maitreya and the whole spiritual hierarchy. So we're invoking our older brothers and sisters to come into the everyday world as part of that stanza. The third stanza, the, um, the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. What we want to visualize is um, a ball of, I kind of visualize it as a ball of light over Shambhala or over the Gobi Desert. Um, and that's kind of the seat of humanity on earth. Um, the fourth stanza, there is no visualization for. I was thinking, Cindy, is, is um, some more detail on the third stanza. The notion that uh, we say um, um, uh, it's stimulating mankind to you know, commit great acts. That, that was a lot to wrap my head around, that kind of imagery. Um, the light shooting off in all directions, just going across the globe hitting the Capitol dome and in front of the Capitol are all the senators and congressmen and in front of them, a huge crowd of people going from there all the way down the mall. And as the light hits them and stimulates the Congress, they hand over their power symbolically to the people and the people are cheering and hugging one another and, and so on. I know that's a bit much, but <laughs> that's how I amused myself. So Forgive me, go on to the, to the last stanza. The last stanza of the Great Invocation doesn't have a visualization. And that is from the center, which we call the race of man. Let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. So that last stanza kind of summarizes the first three mm -hmm. and wraps it all up. And then we focus on the Ajna Center, um, the point between the eyebrows, think Om, And uh, we sit there and let the energies flow. When you feel your mind going off, again, think Om. Use it as a tool to bring your focus back up to where it needs to be. And I think you mentioned this before, but... The Great Invocation was given to humanity by Maitreya at the close of World War II. And that we say it in our languages, but that he actually says it in an ancient sacerdotal tongue. I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not sure. Which, of course, we probably have no clue about. 
and that any time between then, 1945, and now, we could have made these leaps, leaps in logic, leaps in consciousness, leap in spirituality that the masters have been advocating since time immemorial. But took us forever, meaning from 45 until now. And so that Maitreya finally, in 1977, said, ready or not, here I come. And so he's out in the world. And now we're doing this. And it was in, as you mentioned, in the 70s, 1974, I think it was March of 74, when Ben had his first transmission meditation session in London and shared it with the public. And now we're doing it all over the world and trying to push things forward more quickly to counteract the negativity in the world, the wars, the conflict, the competition, the greed, the commercialism, as well as the responses from humanity, the the despair, uh, the depression, the anxiety, and all of these things. That, um, you just brought up a, a key that I wanted to mention with the transmission meditation is we can be sitting there thinking about the the problems of the world and we want to help save the world. Um, and we might be thinking, oh, well, you know, they're fighting over there. We should send them energy. Meanwhile, for instance, the masters might be trying to actually pull energy out of the place let the place calm down so when we are doing our meditation our transmission meditation we do not want to be directing the energies we don't want to be thinking about other things uh, because of course energy follows thought but we want to try to keep our focus on the ajna don't think about other parts of the world don't try to send energy to those parts Mm -hmm. You know, the folks that we're working with, the masters of wisdom, they're master scientists. Not only do they look at us and everybody in the group and know exactly how much of what flavors and of energies, but they're also looking at the whole world and they may take our energies and use them immediately. They might take our energies and store them up and, you know, use them for another thing that they see coming down the road that we can't see. So we want to keep our minds pure in that way that we aren't trying to direct the energies. We're not trying to send them off to different parts of the world, but let the masters of wisdom do that. Our job is to sit there, but good little boys and girls and stay focused for as much out of the hour. So don't say something like, you know, my Aunt Gabrielle, she's been having trouble with the arthritis in her elbow. I think I'll send it to her. Well, arthritis, again, is like an inflammation. So probably the masters are trying to pull that energy out as opposed to put it in. And I don't have a clue, but they do. Mm. So perhaps at this point, we could do the great invocation and then... Meditate for a few minutes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, let's do that. We'll. We'll. Um, you and I will recite the great invocation, and then we'll go into meditation for, you know, ten minutes, five ten minutes. And um, those out there in the audience, you're welcome to join us. Um, 
don't beat yourself up. Uh, we, we're all terrible at meditation at one point or another. That's okay. Um, do it anyway. Uh, <laughs> and, um, you know, as we're meditating, as your mind goes off, think home, bring your focus back up to the Ajna Center. Okay. The great invocation from the point of light within the mind of God. Let light stream forth into the minds of men. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into the hearts of men. May Christ return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide the little wills of men, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the race of men, let the plan of love and light work out, and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth Well, Cindy, Benjamin Crum once said, at 
or often said at the end of long meditations for this group, that's it. <laughs> we put in a good 10 minutes there. And we hope that the audience was with us and was able to experience a little sample of those great energies. And Cindy, did you want to add anything else as an addendum to our meditation? Not that I can think of immediately other than, you know, it's, it's a great way to provide service to the world. Um, when we get together as our groups, we don't charge any money for the meditation. Um, I have been in situations before where we, you know, uh, meditated at say the Theosophical Society and we, we would pass an envelope around for people to put a couple bucks into, you know, for the center, but the meditation itself is always free. We're here for a service. We're here to help the, you know, Maitreya and the masters of wisdom and, you know, whoever your spiritual guides are, you know, we're here to help humanity as a whole. So, you know, that's our first priority. Good point, Cindy. I'm glad you brought that up. No obligation, no money involved. And what was the third one? I guess you, you think self- Yes, yes. <laughs> Come and go at will. <laughs> so if someone wants you to pay them to meditate, think of this form where you don't have to pay and how potent it is. Mm. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. And thank you, Cindy for making this so much more in-depth and meaningful and important for not just the show, but for all the viewers. Mm -hmm. And we'll probably have more shows on transmission meditation in the future, because from what I understand from Benjamin Crum, we'll be doing this for thousands of years, perhaps. So keep that in mind, and we'll see you again soon. And thank you again, Cindy. Thank you, David, for inviting me on and um, encouraging everybody to meditate. Our pleasure. My pleasure, Cindy. And to everyone out there, goodbye for now. We'll see you again soon. Visit us on Facebook at hashtag Planetary Makeover. This show has been a production of planetarymakeover.org. At our website, we have a link to our bi-weekly live show at 5 p.m. Mondays, Western Time, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. At our website, we also have a link to our archives and a selection of our shows. For more background info, visit www.shareinternational-west.org. That's shareinternational-west.org. For related books and DVDs and CDs by Benjamin Krem on the emergence of Maitreya, the world teacher, please go to share-ecart.com.